Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So government sucks. Yeah, we all know that. Quite an intro there, huh? It's like, all right, breaking news. Conservative commentator Dan Bongino says government sucks, right? That's not the surprise. But the level of suck has gotten to levels of suck we haven't seen even in the suckiest of sucky times in the past. I have a little story for you. I was walking to church through the parking lot with Paula this weekend, and she told me something that really disturbed me. I got that. I also have a new breaking news story in the Hunter Biden continuing fiasco that should really um, bake your bagels here. Um, because, of course, it's the hypocrisy is just stunning. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Stand up for your digital rights. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let me get right to it. I also have a cool announcement to show today. I think it's a pretty cool announcement. We even say cool. Is cool not cool anymore? I don't even know. But I think it's a pretty cool announcement, so stay tuned for that. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Look, it doesn't matter what your politics are. Everyone should have the right to express themselves freely. Well, sadly, the big tech monopolies instead opted for silencing tactics and censorship. That's what they do. To fight back against big tech's control of the internet, I use ExpressVPN. Ever wondered how free to access tech giants make their money? They track your searches, video history, everything you click on. They build a profile on you, and then they sell off your sensitive data. When you use ExpressVPN, the app on your computer or phone, you anonymize much of your online presence by hiding your IP address. It makes your activity more difficult to trace and sell to advertisers. What's more, ExpressVPN encrypts 100% of your network data to protect you from eavesdroppers and cyber criminals. Super easy to use. It takes just one click to protect all your devices. That's why ExpressVPN is rated number one by CNET and Wired. Revoke big tech's right to your data. Secure your internet with the VPN I trust for online protection. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino and get three extra months free with my exclusive link. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino right now to learn more. All right, Joe, let's go. Joe, very excited. <laughs> Joe's always very <laughs> excited on a Monday. So again, I got oh, a cooler, yeah. uh, cool announcement coming later in the show. I think uh, Joe and Gil, I haven't even told. Well, Geek, I think he knows. I did tell you, didn't I? Just pretend you don't know. He's giving me a thumbs up. Joe doesn't know, which is going to need one of them not to know. I but uh, know. I've, Yeah, yeah, Joe does. I haven't told Joe anything. So I, I was walking into, um, into church this weekend and um, talking to my wife. And she says to me, you know, so we're uh, we're in the process of maybe moving again. So I tell you all everything in my life. I hope you understand. I, I think of you all like friends, maybe distant friends I haven't met yet, but I'm serious. And it drives my wife crazy sometimes. She thinks I share too much, but it's okay. Um, even our personal conversations. So we're thinking about moving. Another thing I probably shouldn't put out there uh, for a number of reasons. And we're looking for contractors. So we're, we're trying to get the, you know, business folks and people on business come in and do certain stuff and to move. And I'm, I'm being intentionally cryptic because I don't want to give away what business I'm talking about because leftists will probably seek this guy out and uh, uh, try to have him dragged, tarred, and feathered. So one of the businesses we deal with is having a really tough time finding workers. And it made me think of the unbroken leg fallacy. I have this up at the show notes today. And I want you to read this, if you can, from the Mises Institute. It's in my show notes, uh, my newsletter, bongito.com slash newsletter. And it talks about the unbroken leg fallacy. You can read it on the screen here about how so-called market failures uh, require state intervention. And then the government gets involved and then screws up the thing again. 
So in other words, the government introduces a policy that breaks your legs and then to fix the break broken leg and introduces more of the policy that broke your leg in the first place. It's called the unbroken leg fallacy. And it leads me to this conclusion again, that government really sucks. What does it have to do with this business? My wife's like, you'll never believe this guy. Let's call him S for now. He's the business owner. She's like, I need S to do this for me, but he can't do it because he doesn't have anybody working for his company. They're all leaving. I said, really? Well, why are they leaving, Paula? And Paula said, well, they're leaving because he can't find anyone because the government is now paying people more money to not work than he can possibly pay them to come and work for S's company. So we can't get S to do anything for us despite having the money to pay him because S can't pay people to work for him to do what we need him to do for us in the business market because S's business is struggling because S right now can't find any workers because the government's paying them more. Really strange how that happens, how government really sucks. But you may say, okay, Dan, we all know government sucks. What's the, the, believe me, the government sucking really, really sucks in this story because it gets worse. So as it turns out, not only can S not find workers to work for his company, so he's making, a, he's not making any money right now. <laughs> the level of suck here is huge. Apparently, illegal immigrants so that the government stimulus policy is preventing people from going to work for this guy's company. Government did that because government sucks, broke the leg. Another government failure, the failure to do anything to stop the incredible tide of illegal immigrants coming to the country. Illegal immigrants are now coming into the job market where this guy S operates. Get a load of this, folks. Here, these illegals here because of government because they can't secure the border. And the illegal immigrants are starting their own businesses to compete with us. And they're paying their employees in cash. So that the employees who aren't real, really employees because they're getting paid in cash, they're not on the books employees or off the books employees. So that the employees can continue to collect generous government payouts from the stimulus while they're getting paid in cash off the books by illegal immigrants who don't do anything right in their company. They don't pay workers comp. They don't pay social security. They don't pay all government stuff, by the way, government requirements to do all this. The illegal immigrants companies don't do any of this. They pay none of it. All the Democrats dream programs. I've wrote them down. Workers comp, government taxes, social security, government, Medicaid, government, Medicare. None of that's being paid because illegal immigrants are starting businesses to compete with legal American citizens the illegals are paying their employees in cash so that the employees don't have to claim they're employed so they can still collect government stimulus checks. This is it. This is what we're dealing with right now. Oh. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, you know, it's not just that government, what did Reagan say? You know, government is one of the, the, the most dangerous words in the English language. I'm from the government. I'm here to help. It's not just that government is breaking the legs of our employers, our business owners, and others. It's that it's so obvious that only a liberal wouldn't figure this out. So just let, I'm not even done yet. I'm going to show you some videos here in a second. To show you how even CNN and their guests are starting to acknowledge that the government has screwed this entire thing up, coronavirus shutdowns, everything. The Biden administration is now in a panic because the jobs numbers were terrible. 
You saw that Washington Examiner article on the screen if you're watching on video before up in the newsletter. The jobs numbers released last week on Friday, 266,000 jobs created in the economy. A million were expected. Don't worry, folks. They were only almost 800,000 jobs short of the expectation. This is only surprising to liberals who can't figure out when you pay people to not work, they don't work. And even worse, when you pay people to don't work, to not work because they're getting a generous government stimulus check, they find a way to work off the books for people in the country illegally because of another government failure so they can still collect the stimulus check while working for people in the country illegally who don't pay Social Security, Medicaid, Medicare, or anything else. <sighs> you know, I, I don't know where this came from, but apparently... I don't know. I don't get a stimulus check, but I heard they call them stimmies. Did you hear this? Anybody aware of this? Stimmies? I don't, I don't know where this came yeah. from. You heard yeah. this stimmies, Joe? Yeah. Gee, you heard stimmies? Geese heard stimmies. I never heard stimmies mm -hmm. before, but apparently they call them their stimmies. Where'd you pay? Where'd you, where'd you spend your stimmies? I didn't get a stimmy, so I don't know. But again, only a liberal can't figure out that the stimmies are causing people to not work for legal U.S. citizens to go work for illegals to get cash dough so you don't lose your stimmy. Stimmies, need stimmies. Everybody get your stimmies. Even CNN's had to acknowledge this disaster. Look at this. Here's our first video of the day. Here's a CNN analyst on CNN, the propaganda news network, pretending to be an actual news network. Here's an analyst on CNN acknowledging reluctantly on Friday when the jobs numbers came out and failed miserably. Here's the analyst saying, hey, um, not a lot of ways to sugarcoat this dog. What are we going to do? Well, I'll show you what they did. I'll give you the counter narrative in a minute. You got to gaslight at all costs. But check out CNN for it. I got two clips from CNN. Here's the analyst acknowledging the disaster. Check this out. All right. Breaking news just into CNN. A snapshot of the employment situation in the United States. The new jobs report. CNN Chief Business Correspondent Christine Romans here with me at the desk. We're going to bring in the numbers right now yeah, so we can see it here. Numbers. It is, uh, and the answer is a giant miss, right? It is. It's only 266,000 jobs added in the period, which is a real disappointment for April. You had economists looking for more like a million. So we did not see the big hiring frenzy that we had expected. And the unemployment rate was essentially a little changed at 6.1%. John, this is a disappointment. Oh, uh, you think? Maybe. <laughs> it's a disappointment. When you're getting stimmies, stimmies. You're getting your stimmies for what? 40, 50K a year in stimmies? And then you're offered a job for 35K in some cases, right? Sane people are like, eh, so let me get this straight. Get up at five in the morning, commute to work, go do my thing, put work boots on for 35K, 40K. Sit at home with the stimmy, 45, 50K a year, government pennies. I'm going to sit at home. Matter of fact, even better. I'm going to go to work for cash only to go work for an illegal immigrant in the country. He's here illegally because of another government failure. Again, the show today, government sucks. Government sucks every time. Government always sucks. Outside of our military and courts, they really suck. And even some of our courts suck too. Even they're acknowledging it. CNN's like, oh man, how are we going to spin this one? 266,000 jobs. We thought we'd get a million. This is supposed to be a huge recovery. Trump was creating 266,000 jobs before the coronavirus. 
we should be exploding right now as the economy reopens. And Biden can't even match Trump's numbers? It gets even worse. Here's a CNN guest who says the quiet part out loud. Poor guy owns a restaurant. He's like, hey, I can't get anybody to even show up. Even after I've put out a job application, and even worse, they apply to the job application, and I never hear from them again. The CNN guest says the quiet part out loud. You think the Biden administration and the liberals now would say, stimmies, stimmies high. People don't want to work. They're getting high stimmies. We had our our our, our, uh, our, 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 our job numbers were really in the can. Unemployment's ticking up. No one wants to go back to work. Stimmies. You think they'd say, stimmies are the problem. They can't figure it out. Of course they can figure it out. They're just morons. And they love government because government sucks and liberals suck too. Very sorry. Here's the CNN guest says the quiet part out loud. Check this out. We have no staff to open for lunch at all. Normally you get at least 30, 40, 50 people, 60 people, depending on how the economy is doing. Uh, We only had three people respond to our ads and none of them showed up. We're supposed to go hire people to retain them But at the same time, you're paying unemployment. It creates a conflict of interest, so to speak. (laughs) This guy's a genius. On CNN, this guy's a genius. He's a genius in a village of idiots. He's really smart. I'm not kidding. He's in a village of idiots, CNN, of course, who can't seem to figure out that when you're getting 50,000 in stimmies, you're not going to go to work. Is this hard? Is this hard to figure out? Now, a sane, rational government, which we don't have, this nation is being run by absolute imbeciles right now. On the imbecile scale, these people are a 99.96 out of 100. Why not 100 out of 100? Because there's always still room for them to be dumber. They love government, even though government sucks. Therefore, they can't possibly say on the record, hey, listen, the government did something stupid. They paid the stimmies. The stimmies were too much. And therefore, people don't want to go to work. How do you explain that Donald Trump's unemployment rate was half of what it is now? It was about 3% before the coronavirus, right? The unemployment rate now is 6%. How do you explain the fact that this restaurant owner is saying when Donald Trump's economy had half the unemployment, he said he had 50 people responding to a job opening. Now he says he has three. So we're talking about a small sliver of people that are responding, even though unemployment is higher now than it was under Trump. Why would that be? Government stimulus checks, maybe. No, 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 we can't say that. We can't say that. We can't say that. We got to think of something else. We got to think of another effort to gaslight people because we admit, if we admit What Dan Bongino said, that government sucks. Government doesn't know squat. The unbroken leg fallacy was real, real, that the government breaks your legs and it breaks your legs by with stimmies. You can't find anyone to get your job because stimulus checks are too much. If the government admits that, so what do they do? Introduce more government after government broke your legs with the stimmy stick, breaks your legs, introduce more government to fix the problem caused by government stimmy sticks in the first place. And, and, uh, and, and you wonder, I get it a lot. I get I get your emails. I totally dig them. They're cool. But some of you are like, Dan, you got to go easy on the liberals. I can't. I'm sorry. The liberalism is a mental disorder. I am very sorry. I cannot go easy on these people who are burning our country to the ground. 
I forgive me. Maybe this show's not for you. Maybe I'm a little too tough. Uh, there's other shows I'm sure that'll kiss their butts. Ah, liberals, they're really nice. We got to convince them. I'm done convincing them. These people are at war with civilization. They are burning the United States to the ground, destroying businesses, livelihoods, the kids' ability to get an education. And we're supposed to what? Oh, let's all sing around the campfire and sing Kumbaya. Eventually, no, no, you do that. I'm not interested. You can't combat the problem if you're not willing to recognize it. You're not dealing with rational people. I'm not talking to them. My show is for you and sane people out there. So, folks, now that the cat's out of the bag on the jobs numbers, as I said to you, Democrats can't blame government. So, of course, they have to gaslight. You know gaslighting, right? They have to lie. They have to tell their lies confidently and isolate people from the truth. Because they, if they admit that the unemployment crisis and the trouble businesses are having finding workers, if they admit that's due to government, then they have to admit government's a problem. And they have to admit what I said opening the show, that government sucks. The verdict is in. Government really sucks. They're never going to admit that. So they sat around in a room and they said, all right, listen. We know the stimmies have prevented people from going back to work. You got, you know, people getting a, a G in stimulus checks or whatever, roughly maybe. We got to think of another way to frame this. And someone came up with a real, really brilliant idea. Lying, stupid, nonsense. But the weird thing is, the idea they came, uh, they came to, that when these, when these uh, government-loving sycophants the idea and the conclusion, they said, let's just say this is the cause of this crisis if our business is trying to find workers, is a government problem too. I'll get to that in a second. Um, let me get to my second sponsor. Today. <laughs> it's always a government problem because government sucks. That's just it. Hey, with corporations meddling in our democracy and canceling free speech, we need to support companies that support our values and believe in the Constitution. If you haven't already, go today to patriotmobile.com slash Dan. When you switch today and bring your own phone, you get 50% off your first two months plus a free Patriot starter kit. While you're there, enter to win a free phone and cellular service for life. All the details are on my special page. What is it? PatriotMobile.com slash Dan. Patriot Mobile has the broadest nationwide coverage. It uses the same towers as the major carriers, folks. So no worries. You get the same great service. Plus, they have plans to fit any budget, including multi-line discounts. Switching super easy. Here's how you do it. Go today. Don't wait. Stop funding the big mobile. They're terrible. They hate us. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders save even more, so make the switch today. Get the discount, the free starter kit, and a chance to win cellular service for life with the offer code Dan. That's patriotmobile.com slash Dan, patriotmobile.com slash Dan, or call 972-PATRIOT today. Make the switch Save money and stop funding big mobile. They're terrible. All right, back to the show. So again, big government, government just sucks. I'm sorry if that had a Randy Macho Man kind of sound to it. I watched the A&E Macho Man show the other day, and I've been driving my wife crazy with Macho Man voices always. Oh, yeah, Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. You don't know. Yeah, I've been driving her nuts all week with my Macho Man. Remember Macho Man? He was the I love Macho Man. Now, back to the show. The government's definitely not. Uh, when you say government, it's always, oh, no. It's not, oh, yeah. Because the government always sucks. So it's weird. 
Government introduces a policy for stimulus checks that keeps people from going back to work. Biden administration panics and they think of an excuse. They say, we can't say it's the government stimulus checks paying people not to work because they're not working. So what are we going to say? I got an idea. Let's just blame another government policy and pretend people won't notice. It still gets us back to the point, even if they were right, which you're not, that government sucks. You see, Fauci wants to keep the government closed for, what, another year or so? Yeah, maybe we'll get back to normal by Mother's Day next year. Maybe you should stop talking, Fauci. What do you think of that? <laughs> okay. Okay, you should zip it for a little while. So what are they blaming? Keep in mind my point. It all goes back to government. Here's Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, who has forfeited all her credibility now. She gets a question in a White House press conference, and the question is what we've been talking about the entire time. Hey, we're paying a bunch of people through government stimulus to not work, therefore they're not working, right? Like, that's kind of a problem. And she can't say that because she loves government. So they got to put a spin. Notice what she blames here. The pivot is just magic. Check out Janet Yellen. It's clear that there are people who are not ready and able to go back into the labor force. Um, many children are back in school, school, but not on a regular schedule. Um, it's a challenge for parents to manage schedules where one child is in school a couple of days a week and another child is in, in school some different days during the week. So caregiving responsibilities um, and absence of child care are still important reasons why people are unable to return to work. <laughs> she hopes you won't notice what she did there. Of course I notice. It's my job to notice and to tell you what to notice because you all work for a living. And if I have the greatest job in the world, I get to talk for a living. My life is not complicated. Your life is. You all bust your butts, get your fingernails dirty and work for a living. And my admiration for you is endless. No joke. I had tough jobs in the past. I don't have one now. I get to talk for a living. And I take my responsibility to tell you what to pay attention to very seriously. Do you notice what she did there? She's hoping if she keeps moving the ball and does the look, look, squirrel, if she does that, that you won't notice that paying people not to work is causing people not to work. Because then you'd have to blame who? Government for paying people not to work. So she flips the script and switches it to another thing. And she says... Hey, listen, people aren't going back to work because their kids aren't in school and they're having trouble with childcare. That's another government policy, though, isn't it? So governments, so just to be clear, Janet, by the way, the childcare thing, I'll get to that in a second. That wasn't by accident that she mentioned childcare. Hold on, hold, 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 hold that. In your mental timeout box, just hold it in the penalty box. So Yellen, who doesn't want to admit the government screwed things up, hopes you won't notice that by deflecting to, well, parents, kids aren't in school, so they can't go back to work. And that's why it's got nothing to do with stimmies. Neglects to tell you that it's government, again, it's keeping your kids out of school. Convenient how she, she, she leaves that out, right? Now, you may say, because you're, Listen, you all are savvy listeners. I read your emails. You all are very smart. You may say, well, Dan, she's, you know, eventually people figured out that she's not blaming government stimulus, but she is blaming another government problem. 
the closure of government public schools. So is she really deflecting from the government sucks narrative? She is. And she's deflecting it to another narrative that, yeah, government may suck keeping your schools closed, but don't worry. I have a solution for government sucking by paying you not to work and then keeping your kids out of school so you don't work to take care of your kids at home and then get paid more to not send your kids to school and not work. I have another solution. What's the solution? More government. Of course, the unbroken leg fallacy. Government breaks the leg and to heal the broken leg introduces more of the policies that broke the leg in the first place. (laughs) What is it, Dan? What's the other government program she's introducing to fix the other two government missteps, the stimmies and the government school shutdowns. It's government childcare. More G. The G, the G fails once. The G fails twice. Introduce more G. Where did I get the G from? It's not like, yo, G, like when I grew up in New York City. That's not the G I'm talking about. When I was a Secret Service agent, we had a government car. They used call it the G ride. This is the government ride, the government car. This is the G. Introduce more of the G. And the G now is that's why she mentioned childcare, because all of a sudden the Biden administration wants $225 billion to nationalize childcare and make childcare a government program, too. Wow. So just to be clear, you don't want to go to the DMV to get your driver's license because the government can't even manage a driver's license photo in many states and entities. They bankrupted their social, your Social Security, bankrupted your Medicare, and you want the G to take care of your kids? Not a good idea, folks. Not a good idea. But again, because liberals suckle on the government and they love it and can never surgically detach from government and never admit it sucks. Government sucks. They can't admit that. They want more government despite the multiple failures of government. Now they're pushing for a government child care program costing $225 billion. Now you get it? The Yellen pivot. The media picks this narrative up right away, by the way. You'll start hearing now over the coming days, the Biden jobs miss, the disastrous jobs report that came out on Friday. People need childcare, folks. That's why. Not the stimmies. It has nothing to do with the stimmies. People need childcare, folks. Only the government can fix it. More government to fix the government problem after the government problem that caused the government problem. We're going to introduce another government problem that caused the government problem to fix the problem we caused. We need childcare. Ah, come on, Dan. Janet Yellen just said that. Maybe her neighbor complained about childcare. That's why she said that. Oh, you don't think, well, <laughs> you think the Democrats are stupid? You think the Treasury Secretary is not out there pitching the gaslighting company narrative for a reason? Well, here's another cabinet member, the Secretary of Commerce, former governor of Rhode Island, Gina Raimondo, who used to be sane. Um, here's her on the weekend show. She grabs the baton. The media sets it right up for her. They ask her a question about, hey, are people not working because the stupid government stimulus program pay them not to work? Watch how she picks up the Janet Yellen baton and she's sure to squeeze in and advance the agenda. Hey, we need another government program. It's not stimmies. It's definitely childcare. We need more of the G. More of the- Watch how Gina Raimondo, Biden's Commerce Secretary, picks up this baton and jets with it right away. Check this out. Women in particular, between three and four million lost jobs in this pandemic. It fell on their shoulders because in most uh, families, women bear the burden of the pandemic uh, more than any others. Is there a particular uh, friction to women getting back into the workforce that you've seen uh, that makes this recovery particularly difficult for women? 
Yes, absolutely. So, so first of all, women are clustered in the industries that were hit the most. You know, the lower skill service jobs, waitresses, working in hotels, and we all know that they, those industries were hit the hardest. So, women were put out of work uh, in greater numbers. But the reality is, um, as you say, you know, women are more likely to be the caretakers. So, lack of affordable childcare hits women the hardest. The fact that schools were closed and many still remain closed hits women harder. Notice, you see it? Did you catch it? This is my only job to tell you what to catch when you don't have time to catch all this garbage on your own because you're busy and you have things to do. This is my only thing to do outside of raising my kids. You notice how the Commerce Secretary understands the narrative right away? Instead of just being honest with the media and go, hey, we screwed up. We paid people to not work and they didn't work. So we're going to pay people less than unemployment than they would by going back to work, which will incentivize them to go back to work. That's what a normal, rational person would do. These people aren't normal and rational. They love government and they hate you. Because those two things, big government, big individuals can't exist at the same time. It's zero sum. Bigger government, smaller individual. Big individual, smaller government. They both can't exist at the same time. It's a zero sum game, folks. You can't give your money to the government, right? And then have the government spend it while you spend it. It's your money. It's gone. The government took it. You can't spend it anymore. Zero sum. You either can pick where your kid goes to school, therefore big individuals, or your government picks where your kid goes to school, big government. You either pick where you open your chest in a uh, uh, heart attack uh, because you have government-run health care or you have private health care. You either pick or the government picks. The, either one. You lose. But they can't admit that. So notice what she did there. Rewind the tape and watch it again. She does two things. The media tees her up, bunt, bunt. Gives her a bunt. She brings identity politics in right away. This is about women. Not to mention a lot of guys aren't going back to work either because of stimulus checks. Doesn't matter. They need to get identity politics in there somewhere. So it's all about women right now. Women are being attacked by this economy. They can't fi find childcare. She doesn't mention that it's the government closing public schools that are causing the childcare crisis. She leaves that out. She needs to push a big government $200 billion plus childcare program. So what does she do? This is definitely misogyny if we don't do this. Women can't, file, can't find childcare. Did you hear what she said? She said, women are left with the burden. Women are left with the burden. She has to bring in the identity politics. And then she brings up the childcare crisis. Doesn't admit at all that paying people not to work will lead people not to work. You notice how they do this? Effortlessly. And how if... You're not paid like me to watch this stuff all weekend. You'll actually believe it. Like, gosh, people aren't going to work because there's a major childcare crisis in the country. And that's really, uh, who's causing it? Uh, the fact that kids aren't in school. Why aren't they in school? Yeah, because the government's keeping them. Oh, so it's a government problem. So the solution is, yes, more government, of course. <sighs> All right, let me get to my third sponsor. I got a cool announcement on the other side. And then the Hunter Biden story, which should make you cringe. It involves doggy chains. <laughs> so I'm not kidding. Stay, stay tuned for the, the doggy chains. Today's show brought to you by Podium. Listen, we had a, a recent experience here where I wished I could have texted our insurance agent. Instead, I had to call them and spend time on hold. Awful. Podium is the messaging platform to power your business. 
It helps you reach your customers wherever they are. Business messaging with Podium helps you gain reviews, collect payments, communicate with customers, and capture leads. All from a single inbox. Podium helps you adapt to changing customer expectations. When I find out there's a business I can text, I'm going to use that business because it's more convenient for me. America's Carmark collected 21,000 leads through web chat. Before Podium, they said we had a contact us form. Could have been days before anyone got back to that customer. Our response time has been cut down to minutes. That's TJ from the digital experience team at America's Carmark. The bridal collection processed over 200,000 no contact payments. He said, we don't have to take credit cards into the store. We can do it completely remotely. Podium has been a godsend for us in this journey. That's Lynn, the owner of the bridal collection. Podium, folks, super easy. Find out how Podium can help your business reach more customers today. This is a huge competitive advantage. Get started free today at Podium, P-O-D-I-U-M.com slash Bongino. That's Podium.com slash Bongino. Your competitors are probably using it already. Get on it today, Podium dot com slash Bongino. We always appreciate you supporting our sponsors. Thank you for your patience, of course. So just a quick cool announcement here, folks. Um, I'm very proud to announce in my efforts to build a parallel economy. Um, you know, I had involvement with social media, with video on both YouTube and Twitter competitors. Um, I'm expanding into something else. I'll, I'll have to get to in a couple of weeks that I think you're going to be very happy with. But one of the things I noticed is all of these cancellations. Josh Hawley's book was canceled. You know, the left are book burners now. That's what they are. They they think burning books, they're, they're like Footloose style. Remember Footloose? No dancing in our town. They start burning the books and all of a sudden the preacher's like, oh my gosh, yeah, Josh Hawley's book burned. You had Amazon. Um, you know, I, I mean, not literally burned figuratively, of course, but it's even worse than burning because they remove them. Um, at least you burn them, you can go buy another copy somewhere. USA Today, getting rid of Ryan Anderson's book. So I thought... You know, I'm building this parallel economy here through all kinds of things. I've got some, again, more announcements coming in the future. I was involved in the early stages of Parler. Again, not anymore. Uh, but Rumble also as a YouTube competitor. I thought, wouldn't it be a great idea to partner up with a publisher to start publishing books and prevent the book burning? So that's what I did. So I'm proud to announce a partnership with Post Hill Press, who unfortunately has been on the receiving end of the book burning crowd, who were intimidated by people's thoughts. Uh, and we will be working with them to publish a series of books. So uh, got any good ideas? Yeah, let us know. I've got a few authors in mind. Um, I'll have some information on our first partnerships on books coming up. I think you're going to really enjoy them. There are two or three I picked out by people you know and love. So uh, be involved in the publishing business now because we don't like book burning and stuff. So again, you could be a talker or you can be a doer. And conservatives, we're doers. Liberals, big talkers. Big talkers. We're doers. You want to ban books? It's all right. I'll publish them. Simple as that. <laughs> Left's creating billions of dollars in business opportunities for you folks. Billions of dollars. We just have to go and take them. You want to ban us? Cancel culture us? Fine. Wherever you try to cancel us, we'll just build an alternative business ourselves. Reminds me of that old story about Roger Ailes. I told a thousand times on the show, forgive me, I'll repeat it again. When I was an instructor in the uh, Secret Service Academy, one of the kids I was instructing, kids, he was an adult, he knew a guy at Fox News. So we needed a speaker for the graduation ceremony. They brought down Roger Ailes, you know, who's, uh, since, uh, since past. But one of the parents asked Ailes about Fox News. He said, uh, hey, um, 
what made you think of Fox News? What a great idea. And he said, it wasn't a great idea. He said, it was an easy idea. 51% of the uh, country was tired of ABC, CNN, NBC, and CBS. So we just gave him an alternative. That's what I'm doing now. Probably 90% of the country hates book burning. So I'll publish the books myself. <laughs> Simple as that. All right. Check it out. I'm, I'll announce some of the authors coming up in the very near future. So thought that was pretty cool. I don't know. Could be wrong. But I like to stick it to the left. All right. Let me move on because this story is really important. I covered it. If you saw my regular Monday morning appearance on Fox and Friends, you saw me this morning discussing the story. And I was putting it together for the show as I appeared on Fox and Friends. So this was fresh on my mind. So a huge story broke uh, this weekend and this past, uh, I think it was like Friday or so, broke in the Daily Mail. You probably haven't heard about it at all unless you watch Fox and Friends this morning. It'll be up in my newsletter, bongino.com slash newsletter to access that. Dailymail.com. Again, we laugh on the show. Daily Mail, longest headlines ever. No need to read the story. The headlines are a minimum of 72,000 words, which is cool because you don't have to read the story at all. Just read the headline. Exclusive. Quote, your doggy chain necklace is waiting for you. Flirty messages from Hunter Biden's Chinese American secretary, who's 29, who worked for him when he partnered with the spy chief of China are revealed. Wait, what? Does, by the way, does Hunter Biden make the FBI watch list? We've been we've been comic we've been commenting on this comically all week. How the FBI watch list these days? You would think it would be China, Russia, Al Qaeda, AQAP, um, the whole Bin Laden syndicate that's left. No, no, that's not it. The FBI watch list now: Rudy Giuliani, John Solomon, Victoria Tunsing, um, and Obama State Department sources. I'll get to that in a second. The FBI watches total mess right now. Does Hunter Biden make the watch list at all? Ladies and gentlemen, this story is beyond freaky deaky. So Hunter had a 29 year old Chinese American secretary who I guess confused dog tags. Doesn't understand what dog tags mean. She calls it the doggy chain necklace. They're dog tags, but that's okay. I get it. Not, it, it but the doggy chain necklace, I only bring this up not to poke fun or in this language. I'm serious. But to just show you when it comes to Hunter Biden stories and people mentioning doggy chains, you really like it's obvious in this case because there's a picture of Hunter wearing a dog. It's a dog tag. But with Hunter Biden, you're like, OK, that could be a doggy chain story that even though you see the dog tag, you're like knowing Hunter Biden's history makes sense. Doggy chains. You know, you're like, yeah, that's how freaky deaky this guy is. Here's the Daily Mail subheadline, another 87,000 words. Again, this isn't even a story. This is just the subheadline. But I want to point out a couple things from this story about Hunter Biden's Chinese-American uh, administrative assistant here. So apparently, Daily Mail can reveal that the messages between Hunter Biden, they got the messages, and the young Chinese-American woman, woman, this woman apparently worked in this business adventure with Patrick Ho, one of Hunter Biden's Chinese partners. Well, who's Patrick Ho? Well, in an audio recording, Hunter Biden, not me, Hunter Biden, described Patrick Ho to a friend as the spy chief of China. Huh? A spy chief of China working with this Chinese American, working with Hunter Biden. You think this would be a big story? No, no, no. It goes on. The young secretary, Jacqui uh, Bao, if I'm saying your name wrong, forgive me, it's not purposeful, worked for Hunter during his partnership with the Chinese oil giant, a CEFC in a multi-million dollar deal. Bao, then age 29, scheduled flights, hotels, uh -uh, and doctor's appointments for Hunter. Listen to this last line. 
You think it's bad enough that they're working together with the spy chief of China, the son of the former vice president, now president? You would think that'd be a big deal. You haven't heard this, sir. This last one's even more interesting. I'll get to it in a second. Why it's critical. Read this, though. So Bao sent him opposition research to help Joe Biden's 2020 election bid and wrote flirty and personal messages and ended up with his military dog tags. The doggy chain. Which, again, with Hunter Biden, you have to be very careful. So you would think reading that 92,550 word subheadline that the big takeaway would be, wait, wait, time out, folks. The president, current president, former vice president's son had a Chinese American secretary who was apparently involved somehow in a deal the vice president's son had with the, quote, spy chief of China. China, nuclear-powered enemy of the United States, world's largest surveillance state, would destroy us tomorrow if they could. The president's son deal China, secretary, spy chief of China. You would think that would be the biggest deal, right? It's pretty big. You haven't heard any about it on the, anything about it on the mainstream media. If you heard it on Fox and Friends this morning, it's probably the first time you heard of it. But here's the part that's even worse. That last part's fascinating. So not only is she somehow involved in this deal that Hunter Biden's cutting with the spy chief of China, his words, not mine, but apparently the Chinese-American working on the deal, Ms. Bao here, is feeding Hunter Biden opposition research information that his dad can use for his presidential campaign. I thought that was a really big deal. I thought giving opposition research related to campaigns to foreign enemies of the United States, I thought that was a big deal. Why did I think that? Because you're being sarcastic? No, because the media told us that, right? Here's an NBC News story. NBC News, you know, credible mainstream journalism outlet. I wonder if they covered this whole story about Hunter Biden. Didn't see it. I didn't see it this week, but correct me if I'm wrong. Send it over, NBC. I'll happily play it on the air. So remember, opposition research giving it or, and, and, and communicating with foreign governments, NBC and I said about opposition campaign research, a bad idea, right? NBC told us that. Here's an NBC news story. U.S. has new intel that Paul Manafort friend, Konstantin Kalimnik, gave Trump campaign data to Russia. Wow, man. This was a, we covered this story last week and a week before, remember? Breaking news. NBC told us the Russian collusion hoax is real. Trump's former campaign manager, Paul Manafort, was giving polling polling data, folks. By the way, anyone can pull up online. Paul, I'm not justifying what Manafort did. I'm simply telling you, NBC News and the mainstream media thought it was the biggest story on planet Earth a couple weeks ago that this guy, Konstantin Kalimnik, who's not even Russian, he's Ukrainian, got polling data from Trump's former campaign manager. So again, giving research, campaign research, to a foreign government was a huge deal for NBC. But it's really odd when a Chinese-American working on a deal with the spy chief of China is alleged to have passed campaign data hurting Donald Trump and others to Hunter Biden. All of a sudden, you don't hear about the story. So is opposition research a bad thing to foreign enemies of the United States or a good thing? Now, whereas I'm willing to say Paul Manafort should have been a little bit more careful about who he was dealing with, 
I wrote that in my book, Follow the Money. I'm very clear about that and exonerated the other book. It's really strange how liberals, when it comes to Hunter Biden, all of a sudden change their mind about opposition research to foreign governments. Opposition research to foreign governments is not a bad thing now. Now, here's the even stranger part about this story. Go to this old story from 2019 from John Solomon. Turns out that the guy Manafort was giving campaign polling data to was a State Department source for Barack Obama. You know this, you've heard it a thousand times. Konstantin Kalimnik was a State Department source in the Obama administration. So Manafort dealing with an Obama administration source and giving him a poll was worthy of a Russian collusion investigation. And Hunter Biden getting information from someone alleged to have been associated with the spy chief of China in a deal, that's not even worthy of a little little story on the weekend. Was Xi uh, Bao a source for the Obama administration too? Is that how she gets a pass? Of course not. You want to pass information to foreign governments and enemies of the United States? As long as you're the son of a Democratic president, vice president, A-OK. If you work for Donald Trump, you get impeached over it, you go to jail over it, and the FBI cracks down because their watch list, again, seems to be right now Trump supporters, Rudy Giuliani, John Solomon, and maybe eventually they get to Al-Qaeda, China, and other things like that. Is this not the most incredible story? The next time your liberal friends bring up this Manafort-Kalimnik connection, go, granted, I don't want any of our people dealing with potential foreign spies. or I get it. But you realize what a fraud you are, uh, Joey Bag of Donuts liberal friend? I don't have any liberal friends anymore, but you may. You realize what a fraud you are? I didn't hear you calling out Hunter Biden when we have the actual messages indicating a potential Chinese, a person associated with a Chinese spy was passing them campaign information. You didn't care then. Because you're a fraud. All right, let me get to my last sponsor, and I got two more stories. One about the Second Amendment, major win for the handgun company Glock. Big win. And then also uh, another reason to move out of liberal states. It's getting worse. Speaking of the Second Amendment, last year over five, oh, nice segue, right? last year over 5 million citizens decided to join the Second Amendment family. I want each and every one of them to pick up a holster from our friends at We the People Holsters. This is my actual We the People holster right here. This is for my Glock 43. Starting at just $40, We the People holsters are custom molded. Look at that. You see it? See right through it. It's custom molded. It's not a one-size-fits-all, one of those pieces of garbage. That's not this. This is a high-quality custom molded holster. You get a nice little snap when you put it in there so you know you're safe and secure. Gives you a quick, smooth draw. They have thousands of options to choose from, plus a selection of custom, uh, custom printed holsters, including a line with real tree camouflage. While you're there, check out their complete line of patriotic tees, tumblers, and a new EDC tactical gun belt that comes with a patented Cobra buckle. Every holster and gun belt comes with a lifetime guarantee. If it's not a perfect fit, easy. Send it back for a full refund. Really comfortable uh, clip that'll secure it to your belt or inside your waistband too right there. Show your support for the show and this great American company. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan right now. Get an additional $10 off with offer code Dan. That's wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Go today. These are really terrific holsters. Check out all the products. You're going to love them. Okay. Speaking of the Second Amendment, that was actually an unintended segue. I did not set it up that way. I promise. 
Uh, just a quick story, but I do like to get the news in for the day. So again, I don't ever waste your time. Glock, the firearm company, wins and the Biden administration loses in a major liability so, uh, suit by Paul Bedard, Washington Examiner. Story will be up in the newsletter today. Uh, the gist of it was this. Liberals are desperate to remove a, the sliver of immunity firearms companies have now against frivolous lawsuits. They want the, the immunity pulled away. It's not fault. You can sue a gun company, a firearm company today. There's no prevent. But if you can't prove some kind of intentional malice in the designer, it's going to be very difficult for you to win that. Liberals want that gone. Why? Because they figure if they can't get the Second Amendment taken down through the normal legislative constitutional amendment process, right? If they can't do that, they'll just sue the gun companies out of existence. Well, Glock won a case. They were being sued by the Brady campaign about the Lawful Commerce and Arms Act from 2005, uh, which, again, basically would have opened up a tidal wave of lawsuits against firearm companies. And Glock won, thankfully, due to a um, Trump appointee on the courts who can read the Constitution, apparently said that the Lawful Commerce and Arms Act, which prevents these frivolous lawsuits against firearms companies, is constitutional. Small win, worthy of our attention, though. Uh, final story of the day, an important one nonetheless, in the Epic Times by GQ Penn. So whereas governors like Ron DeSantis, uh, Greg Abbott, and others around the country, uh, we saw in, uh, what is it, Idaho, uh, was it Montana and others, are moving against to do... Uh, you know, we saw this in South Lake, Texas, where they're trying to get rid of critical race theory, which we call critical racism theory on the show because it is racist. Uh, that's what it is. Critical race theory teaches you to judge people by their race, which is by definition <laughs> racist, right? Conservative governors around the country getting rid of them, not the Washington governor, Jay Inslee, who's a huge radical leftist. Washington Governor Inslee signs a bill mandating, criti mandating critical race training in public schools. So Jay Inslee, is not, he's not only saying, Double-barreled middle finger. You know, the double barrel doesn't only work for us. Liberals try it too. Liberal Governor Jay Inslee's given his parents the double barrel, and he's basically saying, I love racism so much, I'm going to mandate critical racism training in schools so we teach your kids, we mandate that your kids be taught to be racist. That's what the governor of Washington is now saying. I demand your kids be taught to be racist using critical racism training. Again, another reason to please, please reconsider your residency in these lunatic leftist states if you can. I know there are a lot of good conservatives. They have businesses there. They have family there. They can't leave. If you have any option to go, any option, please leave. These places are degenerating into total chaos. Washington is now mandated that your kids be taught to be racist. Quick story and we're going to run. No joke. Not messing with you. I go uh, to this really cool restaurant. It's an Italian restaurant down the block from me. It's awesome. I like spaghetti and meatballs. I'm an old-fashioned guy. I don't like any of this fancy stuff. Asabuco and all the whatever stuff. I don't even know what that is. I'm not, I like like hamburgers, spaghetti, meatballs, and steak. I'm a simple guy, okay? I don't have a lot of time for food stuff. Not a food critic. But they make the best spaghetti and meatballs. Guys, the chef, Renato, the meatballs are amazing. So I go in there, and I like it because they usually stick us off in the corner. Me and Paula, me and me and uh, the wife can kind of hang out, do our thing, you know? So uh, it's, a couple comes over this weekend, and uh, 
lady was very excited. Big Fox News was very excited. Very excited. But she comes over and uh, she's talking. It was cool. And uh, she lives up in New York. I said, well, what are you doing down here in Florida? She says, well, we have a place down here. I'm like, what? Like, what the hell if you have a place down here for? Are you still going back to New York for? And she said, and I, this is why I understand, kind of tying this point up. It's like, listen, my family's up there and I need to help out my daughter with the kids. I get it. A lot of you can't leave. And we should, of course, if we're stuck in Washington, New York, Illinois, California, of course we should fight there. I'm just telling you, folks, your time is better spent in conservative states. If you can leave, please do it. All right, thanks for your support. I really appreciate it. Just a quick note, please um, contact your local radio stations. My radio show launches May 24th. Coming up, what's today's date? Gee, is that two? It's two weeks. That's, that's two Mondays from now. I didn't even realize it. May 25th. It's just May 20th. Coming up right around the corner. If you want to hear the show, email, text, tweet, Facebook, parlor. I don't even know if Parler's back up yet, but whatever. Your local radio station and ask them. You guys are going to play the Dan Bongino show. It'll be 12 noon to 3 p.m. Won't affect the podcast at all. The same show you've had here before, you'll have the whole time. Please, we could really use your help. We're at a ton of local stations. Email them today. we got a couple weeks left. I'd hope that we're launching a lot of markets and we will have a station finder up at Bongino.com very soon so you can find out the station near you. You can listen. I'm really excited about it. And I want to welcome two new producers to the show, producer Jim and producer Mike, in addition to producer Gee, producer Joe, wife Paula, who also functioned as a semi, if I call her producer Paula, she'll lose her, semi-producer at one point. The team is growing every day. But Joe is the original. Joe is the grand poobah. I must give Joe Joe was in the basement with me building this thing out with a, uh, a drill, putting together the microphone unit on the table when I couldn't do it in the beginning. So thank you all. We appreciate it. Um, it's been a fun show tonight. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.